Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Fail to Find, the MTG podcast about those cards which just don't receive the love that they should. I'm going to try and make this a weekly affair, each episode covering a new topic. If you want to get in contact with me, you can find me on Twitter at at fail to find, that's with a number two, on iTunes or on YouTube at fail to find, that is with the word two, not the number two. I know it's very complicated. So today's topic is going to be about one of my personal favorite decks that I have ever made, and it is in one of my personal favorite formats that I have ever played. Uh, it is a Reaper King deck for EDH or Commander. For anyone who hasn't played Commander, it is a format in which you have a 100-card deck, including a Commander which you can cast at any time you can normally cast a creature that sits outside of your deck. The commander for this deck is a creature known as Reaper King. He is a 10 mana creature, technically. He costs either 10 generic or one of each color. He has a very unique ability. He has a buff for other scarecrows. He says that other scarecrow creatures you control get plus one, plus one. And whenever another scarecrow comes into play under your control, destroy target permanent. Now, I really enjoy him as he is a leader of a very under-supported tribe in general in Magic, and that is scarecrows. I believe they've only shown up in two or three sets, largely. Um, old Lorwyn, and then in the Innistrad sets. And there are a lot of very interesting things you can do with him. My personal favorite thing to do with him is to utilize another creature type from way back when in Lorwyn, known as Shapeshifters, specifically Shapeshifters with the keyword Changeling. Now, this ability gives them all creature types at all times, which means that every Shapeshifter Changeling counts as a Scarecrow, or counts as a Knight, or counts as a soldier. They can be buffed by everything, they count as everything, and that allows for some really silly and just out there interactions. Now, the only issue with the deck is that it is five colors. This means that the mana base for it is fairly intensive. However, if you are looking for cheaper options for mana, as Obviously, this is kind of a more silly, less competitive deck, so you wouldn't want to spend as much on it. There are options out there for you. One of my personal favorites, and one of the things that highlights what makes a changeling deck with Reaper King at the helm so interesting, would be a land like Crucible of the Spirit Dragon. This is a land, I believe from the Tarkir block, that taps to add either a colorless to your mana pool, or you can pay one and tap it to put a storage counter on it. And you can tap it and remove X storage counters from it to add X mana in any combination of colors to your mana pool. You may only spend this mana to cast dragon spells or activate the abilities of dragons. However, since your changelings are every creature type, they count as a dragon. One of the other fairly cheap cards to find uh, for this deck would be an exotic orchard. Uh, it simply taps to add to your mana pool one mana of any color that a land an opponent controls could produce. Since you are in every color, there is a 100% guarantee that you are playing with someone that is running at least one color that you need. I suppose they could be running a colorless deck, but honestly, how many people run colorless decks? So while the mana base 
can be difficult for a five color deck such as this, it is not necessarily something that should restrict you from playing it. Now let's get to my personal favorite part of the deck, the changelings. Now I'm going to go over a couple of interesting ones. I don't want to provide a full deck list, especially for this deck, because I believe that Reaper King is a deck that you can build in a variety of ways, and I don't want you to feel restricted down to what I believe was the best way to build it. However, I do believe that these cards are almost auto-includes for the deck. Now, the first one is going to be Mirror Entity. It is a 3-mana, 1-1, 2 generic, and 1 white, with Changeling, and it has the ability of pay X until end of turn, creatures you control have base power and toughness XX and gain all creature types. Now, you can pay 0 for this. If you do pay 0 for this, all of your creatures automatically become 0-0s, zero and normally they would die. However, with Reaper King out on the field, they would all become 1-1s one -ones because of its buff, so they wouldn't die. But normally you're not going to be paying 0 into this. Now, one of the other changelings that I would like to highlight is Shape Sharer. This is a 2-mana 1-1, one -one, a generic, and a blue with Changeling, and pay two and one blue, target shapeshifter becomes a copy of target creature until your next turn. Now I love this for a variety of reasons. Um, cards that can copy anything on the field uh, just allow you so much flexibility. Uh, for instance, you could change Shapeshare into a copy of something like, oh, I don't know, a Drog Skull Captain? and give all of your spirits, which would be all your changelings, hexproof and plus one plus one. Or you could simply change your shapesharer into a blightsteel colossus. Uh, there are just a ton of different things that you could do with it, and I love the flexibility that it gives you. Okay, another one, and this one I believe is actually climbing up there in price, is Chameleon Colossus. It is a two-mana sorry, a 4-mana, 4-4, 2 generic, and 2 green, with changeling protection from black, and has the ability pay 2 mana, and sorry, pay 2 generic and 2 green. Chameleon Colossus gets plus X, plus X until end of turn, where X is its power. Now, sometimes this will just completely wipe people out. I've played in a game where I've managed to simply double its power twice or three times to the point where it's a 40-40 and then just kills someone. Um, so it's a very good beater, and the protection from black does come in handy, as black is probably one of the most played colors in the format. Another personal favorite is Torian Mauler, a 3-mana 2-2. Uh, two generic and one red, with changeling, of course, and whenever an opponent casts a spell, you may put a 1-1 one, one counter on Torian Mauler. Now, this allows this thing to just become immense. It'll be a huge monstrosity that everyone will feel the need to target. Another personal favorite, Amoeboid Changeling, a two-mana 1-1, one, one, uh, one generic, one blue changeling, and this is probably one of the weirdest utility creatures in the deck. It has two tap abilities. You can tap it to make 
a creature gain all creature types until end of turn, or you can tap it to make a creature lose all creature types until end of turn. And that can be useful for a variety of ways. For instance, if your opponent is playing a uh, tribal deck, you can make one of their creatures lose all of their tribal benefits, or you can make one of your creatures gain all of the potential tribal benefits. Speaking of tribal benefits, let's get into the section that I think changelings allow the most fun for, and that is the lords of the deck. Now, lords are any creature that supports a specific creature type and enables it to um, dominate the board. For instance, there's Knight Exemplar, which gives all other knight creatures you control plus one plus one and indestructible. It's a it itself is a uh, three mana two two with first strike. I mean, making your changelings indestructible sounds really nice. Now, one of my personal favorites of the deck, however, is Higure the Still Wind. He is a creature out of the Lorewind block again. Sorry, not out of the Lorewind block. He's out of Kamigawa block. He is a 5-mana 3-4 human ninja with ninjutsu, and whenever he deals combat damage to a player, you may search your library for a ninja card, reveal it, and put it into your hand. If you do, shuffle your library. And he has a activated ability of pay 2 generic, and target ninja creature can't be blocked this turn. So he allows your changelings to get in for damage, and he tutors changelings up out of your deck. That seems absolutely amazing. And this is just an example of another creature that you could run, a fairly new one, Gishath, Sun's Avatar. He's a 8-mana 7-6 with Trample, Vigilance, and Haste. Whenever he deals combat damage to a player, reveal that many cards from the top of your library. Put any number of dinosaur creature cards from among them onto the battlefield and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Now, this would combo very well with Reaper King's ability that whenever a Scarecrow enters the battlefield, you, you destroy a target permanent. So... One of the main themes of this deck is that you want to get these changelings out. You want to protect them with the lords, or buff them with the lords, and you want to trigger as many triggers as you, as you can off of Reaper King, hopefully just blowing up everything that your opponents have. And there is actually one infinite combo that I would very much like to talk about, and it involves three changelings all with the ability champion. Now, when a changeling, when one of these changelings enters the battlefield and they are changeling berserker, changeling titan, and changeling hero, they require that you champion a creature where when it comes into play you have to sacrifice it unless you remove another creature from the game. And when the creature that has the champion enters play, uh, sorry, when it enter when it leaves play, the creature that you removed from the game with it comes back into play. So what can happen is you can get into a infinite loop if you have those three champions all out in play at the same time. What'll happen is you'll have the first one enter, 
and you'll champion some other creature. You'll have the second one enter, championing the first champion, which will cause that to leave, and then the creature that that one exiled comes back into play. And then you'll champion the second one with the third champion. That will remove that champion from play and cause the first champion to come into play. When that comes into play, you champion the last one, which causes the other champion to come back. You champion the champion off of that, and it just infinitely loops. At any time, you can stop this, preferably once you've destroyed literally everything your opponents have. Now, one of my other personal favorite things about this deck is that there are so many almost under-supported tribes in Magic and just generally good tribal cards that you don't really see play at all. For instance, there's this one zombie card called Rooftop Storm. It is a enchantment for 6 mana, 5 generic, and a single blue, and you may pay 0 mana rather than pay the mana cost for zombie creature spells that you cast. Now that's a le this lets you just cast all of your changelings for free, which seems absolutely ludicrous, and believe me it is. One of my other favorites is Endemic Plague. It is a 4 mana black sorcery. As an additional cost to cast it, you sacrifice a creature, and you destroy all creatures that share a creature type with the sacrificed creature. They cannot be regenerated. So essentially, if you sacrifice a changeling with this card, you have a damnation that costs you under a dollar to buy in real life. I don't know about you, but that sounds completely amazing. As well, there is a black sorcery called Cataran Summons, one black. Search your library for a mercenary card, reveal that card, and put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. So tutors are one of the most effective types of cards in EDH, since you have a hundred card deck that you want to sift through. This lets you tutor up any of the changelings that I mentioned previously for a single black, and this card is dirt cheap, because who would ever run a mercenary deck? Well, changelings count as mercenaries, so feel free to grab them. Um, the most important thing about this deck, however, is that you take what creatures you want to run, and you run them. Changelings are just there to provide a base. Uh, there are about 20-25 changelings that you would want to run as your core, and then on top of that, you pick and choose any number of lords, any number of spells that specifically affect creatures that you've always kind of wanted to try out, but never really had a consistent base to build around. And that's what makes them, that's what makes this deck one of my favorites. Um, I actually just recently changed out Reaper King as the commander, because he does draw a lot of hate, since he destroys everything that your opponents have. And I exchanged him with the new Ur-Dragon, 
because I thought it would be hilarious attacking with three or four under-costed quote-unquote dragons and drawing four cards and just dumping permanents into play. Of course, I actually still run Reaper King in the 99, so he's sort of a, a hidden commander. And that about does it for the deck today. Um, I do plan on making more content after this. It's going to be a varying topics. Uh, this week was a slight deck tech on one of my favorite personal decks. Um, other weeks I'm just going to review specific cards or certain sets and talk about what I feel like deserves more of a spotlight. Once again, you can find me on Twitter at at fail to find, or you can find this on my YouTube channel at fail to find, and I do intend on putting this onto iTunes, so you might be listening there. That's going to be it for today. Have a great one.